Welcome to another episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And this week, unfortunately, Billy Holiday will not be able to make it. We did delay this episode a week, which is why we put up the uh, the YouTube subscriber video. Um, he's not going to make it this week, but we didn't want to hold off any longer. He will be back. Uh, but for this week, we have a special guest, Dave Boyce, contributor to Broken Glasses Gaming uh, YouTube channel. Hi, hello. Dave, if you don't watch Broken Glasses Gaming, first off, stop the podcast immediately and go check it out. Dave's on a lot of the episodes where they focus on, you know, games that we would have talked about. A lot of Nintendo, Genesis, Super Nintendo games that uh, the the other hosts on the, the network haven't really played before. So he kind of forces them to play through games like Moonwalker uh, and never get past one room. It's an excellent series <laughs> of YouTube videos I highly recommend checking out. So Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just finished up actually playing several Double da- Dragon games today, so uh, excited to talk about these. Yes, I'm very glad you did. Otherwise, this would be a very awkward guest host <laughs> podcast <laughs> where I didn't tell you what game we were talking about and you came prepared to talk about Crystallis. It would have been an awkward show, uh, although I do want to do that game at some point. So since our last episode, I have done nothing but play Final Fantasy VIII, a game that I hate, and I've tried to play oh this game God. at least five or six times <laughs> previously where i actually put real time into it uh, i've now bought this is the fourth time i've purchased final fantasy 8 i bought it when it was new i bought it when it was re-released on on pc and i bought it twice on ps uh psp and then again now on the vita for no good reason uh so i i'm playing through it again i'm at the very end of disc one and i still can't understand why i'm doing this i still hate why it. do you keep why do you keep doing this to yourself i mean there's really i mean you know you don't like this game final fantasy 8 I mean, there's it's got its people that, that like it, but it is not a great Final Fantasy. I would put it like one of the absolute bottom tier Final Fantasies. It's terrible. Why do, you, why do you keep doing this? It's in my bottom tier role-playing games, but I, I'm determined yes. to figure out why it's good because there are so many people that love it. And, and the other Final Fantasies that people hate, I absolutely love. People hate 12. I think 12 is one of the best games in the series, and people you know don't like 9. I think 9 is great. Uh, even 10. I hated 10. Now 10 has become one of my favorite games. I'm playing through it yet again uh, in my spare time to try to beat all the uh, the, the the dark aeons, which I'm never going to do, but at least I can pretend. But I, I'm, I haven't found anything in 8 that I like except for the card game, and that's really not a reason to play that game. So I, I'm card through game, it again. That card game gets super terrible whenever random starts showing up, too. Yeah, no. And all I'll, the other rules. Well, yeah, once they change the rules around, you're like, oh, I hate this game. But I'm still going to play yeah. it, and I want to find all the cards. And since you know one of your abilities lets you... Let you turn enemies into cards. I'm like, woo, a whole other game I can play. I can turn enemies <laughs> oh, into God, cards. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, there's really no redeeming features. But I'm, I'm still going to play it, and I am updating it on my unread Twitter feed. So, Jeremy, since our last episode, what have you been playing? So I, I think you know that I really love some Dark Souls. Like I, It's one of my favorite series of all time. Bloodborne, uh, this generation, is, is probably my favorite game of this entire generation. So when Neo... Uh, was announced i was i was pretty excited about it because you know it was kind of like um uh team ninja kind of getting back to their roots and and doing a a game in the vein of dark souls which kind of sounds insane i don't know if either of you played the old like um original xbox or xbox 360 ninja gaiden games Mm -hmm. but imagine neo as that but with dark souls as like it's a kind of blueprint for gameplay and uh it's insane. I, 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 I love this game. It, it's one of the best games I've played this generation uh, outside of Bloodborne. Uh, if you like uh, any sort of Dark Souls games or if you just like Ninja Gaiden uh, from back in the day on, on the 360 and Xbox, this is it's an amazing combination. And it really seems like a return to form uh, for what Team Ninja went off doing. I wasn't a big fan of Ninja Gaiden 2, but those original Ninja Gaiden games, that, man, they were so good. And, and this is just exactly what I wanted from them. When you uh, when you say it plays like Ninja Gaiden and Dark Souls, though, is it like, is it fast like Ninja Gaiden but punishing like Dark Souls, or is it kind of like, like those are like two different play styles? I'm just trying to parse. No, no, no. I, I get you. It's uh, so you know, Dark Souls is kind of more uh, physics based. I, I yeah. would say with its combat, and Ninja Gaiden is more. I would maybe like precise, like almost like a fighting game. Um, right. 
and you still get like that sort of uh, physics-based uh, gameplay with with Neo, but it's much more of what Ninja Gaiden combat felt like. Very fast, very precise, very like you know if if I miss this, oh you know you you instantly know that you've missed it. Uh, you're you're uh, hit on somebody. You you absolutely know why you've done it just because you were just off by just half a second, and right. it's so much faster than than the the darks even bloodborne bloodborne's a pretty fast uh soul style game uh but compared to neo it, it is just a like you're you're running wrong long in slow motion um neo is a much faster paced dark souls it's much more accurate as far as the combat goes uh, and it does just so many neat little things uh, as far as just like the weapons and how you can master them uh you know you for every weapon that you get you've got a high medium low stance that all have different types of attacks that you have to master for each one and you actually find yourself switch having to switch between high medium and low uh, attacks for every, for a lot of the enemies uh so it it's really not so much as as you know i hate to call like souls games like basic combat but sometimes it kind of comes down to that um compared to like something like Ninja Gaiden. And Neo is very, very, uh, you just really have to master it to, to figure it out. And I, I absolutely love, that, that's that's what I love about Neo. So it's it's hard to fucking say what, you know, how they are, how they, you know, how they compare, because I know there's a lot of people that just don't like Neo, that like the Souls games, but I absolutely love Neo. It, it's just great. I, I want to try it. I've heard mixed things. I mean, you, you, you've talked about it several times to me off, offline and, uh, I've heard other people say they love it too, but then if if you're big into the the Souls community, and I don't think I am, and I, hopefully I can never say I'm into any community, uh, but but the Souls community is not as sold on it. You know, a lot of things they don't like about it is basically just that it's not Dark Souls. But that's a hard that's a hard comparison to make. Uh, so I'll definitely have to try it and and get back to you on it. I definitely just started playing Bloodborne, and it is much faster than the regular Souls game. So faster than that seems to be. Uh, I don't know if I even can handle that, but that's okay. I definitely <laughs> want to check it out. Uh, so, Dave, other than playing Double Dragon, which is what we're going to talk about in several seconds, what else have you been playing recently, a uh, game or two, that you're really enjoying? Uh, real quick, I bought Arkham... Ark, what was the newest one? Arkham Knight? Batman Arkham Knight? I bought that for 20 bucks. It was the Game of the Year edition, so it had all the DLC and all the patches and stuff like that that I didn't have to worry about at launch when I read about that botched uh, nonsense. But... It's actually a pretty good experience if you like the other Arkham games. When you were hearing like the bad news when this first came out and it was plagued by bugs and whatnot. Um, other than that, I've been just playing Overwatch on the PC nonstop uh, with your brother, no less. So, oh, my brother, yeah, I'm sure he yes. plays it a lot. He has a lot of free time uh, at night, and I don't. So, I also <laughs> suck at those games. I've never been good at, at any kind of you know squad mission shooters kind of stuff. I suck at all those games. See. The, the thing with that game, though, is like anyone can play it. There's there's a role for anyone to play, essentially, and be good. I mean, there's one character that just runs around and heals just by area of effect. All you got to do is run around, essentially. Well, that could be, be me. I, actually, normally I'm the guy with the shotgun that just charges people and dies 100 times, but I'll take that one guy out once and feel really good about it. <laughs> That's my normal point. Well, there are no shotguns in this week's game, at least not the one we're really going to heavily focus on. I didn't play enough of 3 to say if that's true or not. The Double Dragon series on Nintendo, and then the new D-Make on the PS4 and PC Double Dragon 4. When Billy said he wasn't going to make this episode, I thought, okay, well, Jeremy and I can talk for 10 minutes about Double Dragon, and then we can talk a lot about how much we really like Neo and uh, and Bloodborne. But thankfully, I saw that on one of the more recent YouTubes that, that Broken Glasses Gaming had put up, Dave here had played through the first whole Double Dragon game on Nintendo, start to finish, uh, and therefore I thought, great, I can reach out and, and see what he thinks of Double Dragon 4, knowing that he knows more than I've ever known about Double Dragon 1, as I've never finished it. Um, yeah, well, it, it, Double Dragon 4 was really interesting uh, when I first heard about it, and I saw the screenshots, and I thought it was going to be something like Mega Man-like, so I went back and actually started playing through the old Double Dragon games first, uh, just, you know, just to see 
how it holds up, kind of like what you guys did with your uh, podcast right now. And Double Dragon 1 is an interesting game because the NES version is completely different from the arcade version. The arcade version is just a straight-up arcade brawler, quarter muncher, just like the Turtles and other uh, games like that out there. But Double Dragon 1 was interesting in the fact that it was a beat-em-up, but it also had like a weird RPG leveling-up system. And I don't know if you guys actually enjoyed that aspect of it or not. I mean, for me, like... Uh, I, I, most of my friends, they really enjoyed Double Dragon on the NES, and that's kind of where they got their first introduction to, to Double Dragon. For me, I was uh, very much into the Double Dragon arcade game first because a barber shop that uh, my parents went to when I was a kid, they had one single arcade game, and it was Double Dragon. And every single time, that's really about the only way they can get me to cut my hair. <laughs> um, is is to give me a few quarters and promise me that I can play this stupid video game uh, at at the the barber, and I that was my first experience uh, with Double Dragon, and you know I absolutely it's one of my favorite arcade games of all time. It's it's just so much fun to sit there and play over and over again, even though I'm terrible at it. Um, so yeah, when when I saw the the Double Dragon on the NES came out. Uh, that was that was where it, it's we'll talk about it, but it's definitely a lot different. Um, but, but, but really for me, the arcade game, uh, was, was what really got me into Double Dragon. Well, I was definitely a person who played Double Dragon first on the Nintendo. Uh, there were no arcades anywhere near me. It would have to be a special trip to like a mall or the beach to see an arcade game. So generally I, I found everything when it was on the NES. I knew it was an arcade game, uh, before it was an NES game, uh, but one I hadn't really played. So the, uh, as, uh, David talked about before, it does have a leveling up system, unlike pretty much every other entry in the series that we're going to discuss at least. But before we get into the, the level up system, uh, the basic game of Double Dragon, if for somehow you've never seen it, uh, first off, there will be, uh, YouTube clips of Double Dragon 4, uh, that we're going to link on Twitter and on our Facebook page. But it's a, a, a brawler. It's a classic brawler. You start on, on the left side of the screen, you walk around a, a cityscape of some sort, and just literally punch, kick, and jump kick people to death over and over and over again. Just like Final Fight or Streets of Rage or any of those other games, uh, but a little more basic than those games because it's older than those games. But that said, the original Double Dragon was a game I must have spent hours and hours and hours on, just going through, never beating somehow, but getting to the fourth level. Uh, it's only four levels long, but all the levels are fairly involved, and... Uh, Unlike the other games where you just punch, kick, you get all the moves from the start, in Double Dragon on Nintendo, you only have a handful of moves that even the book doesn't really explain this too well, the manual for the game. You get a punch and a kick and a jump, which is by pushing both uh, punch and kick at the same time. But later on, as you level up, which you, you level up just by fighting guys, you'll, you'll see like an extra score build up to 999, and then once it hits that, it flips over you get new level and some new moves unlock it doesn't really explain any of this except for by trial and error but that's how you earn the other moves that do a lot more damage that make you uh, a lot more able to deal with groups of people at a time a jump kick is added later on the ability to uppercut after a jump kick is added later on um dave dave played this a lot more than me recently so he probably knows the other more intricate moves you get later but you only start with a very small move set in double dragon yeah, you start off with the punches and the kicks, like you said at first, and a jump that's pretty much useless that you don't want to use at all. Um, then level two comes with the uppercuts in the uh, roundhouse, which is just a little flourish. It's like I don't think there's any difference in the damage there. Um, then the jump kick comes, and then you get to start punching people in the face and then throwing them over your shoulder. Uh, then you can sit on them, I believe, and then punch them in the face. Then comes the elbow smash and then the uh, spin kick that basically one-shots everyone. But uh, the interesting thing about that, too, like you said, I played also a lot as a kid. So you also start picking up on weird glitches and stuff like that throughout the entire game. And this game is actually pretty buggy if you screw around with the background and whatnot. Um, in that video you mentioned, there's a way to actually level your character up to max level right away by hitting an invisible character. So the game is pretty <laughs> broken. You can also beat bosses by just running away from them. Yeah, I saw that. You could, you could run away from, I think it's the first level boss, by just going down a ladder. That's pretty great. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just like who? No one play tested this thing apparently. <laughs> well, one of the yeah, ones that was I, one uh, of the big disappointments. I, I guess for me, like uh, coming from the arcade version to the NES version, you know, I knew what the arcade version was, and that NES version was, you know, I I, I do have a lot of nostalgia for it, but it's it it's not really that Double Dragon arcade game. It, it's kind of its own thing. Uh, it, it just doesn't quite play like the arcade game. And for better or worse, you know, there are there are those like the leveling up and things like that. And even as a kid, I didn't understand any of that. Like 
I had no clue that there was any sort of leveling system. You know, I read the instructions, but it, did it ever really actually explain that that was the thing? It just had a move list in the in the instruction booklet. Yeah, I I personally don't remember learning about it. Like, I just I figured it out when I was older, to be honest. Well, it definitely doesn't. Yeah, I, just, I couldn't manual. get very far in it, mainly because you know, you it's one of those games where, um, unlike all the other Double Dragons, if you die. Uh, you will actually just restart the stage. You will not just respawn immediately. Um, right. So th- that made that game, all, even though it's very short, for a kid that didn't understand the whole leveling system and things like that, it was almost impossible. It was hard for many reasons, and and you're right. In the manual, it does not explain specifically the level-up system. It does mention that there is, that little number does level you up, but the move when you go to the move list section, it doesn't say under most of the moves, right. what that yes. means. There are a couple that say that you don't get it until later on in the game or something, but but generally, no. Like, like the jump kick's the big one. After playing, you know, I didn't go back and play these until after I had played Double Dragon 4 a little bit. Um, and, and I was like, why am I not jump kicking? What am I doing wrong? And I sat there and I was like, there is a jump kick. The manual mentions there's a jump kick. What am I doing wrong? And then I realized, oh, I see. I have to level up and beat a couple guys, which it's not a major deal. And I think, again, if... When, it, when you go back to that time frame, playing the Nintendo game, if you didn't have these other games, you wouldn't even worry about it. Just It's a cool a cool new feature, I guess. But uh, it definitely was not one of the moves you start with is that jump kick. The other thing that makes that the first one very hard is that, yes, when you die, you have to restart the area. But the platforming in it is... Yes. Pain- and the platforming in all these, to, to spoil the rest of this, is pretty terrible. <laughs> but in the first one especially, it was hard enough anyway just to get... It, without any jumps or any weird weird background to get from the start of the level to the end of the level, you add in some of the stuff they threw in there, and it just... I, I'm impressed that you were able to finish the game now without just like, you know what, I'm going to just put in some kind of invincibility cheat and be done. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous that once they had... Like, the jump is... Once you jump, you're committed to that jump. There's no move air. You can't move around the air and... You go where you go like the one stage towards the end there's a bunch of elevators going up and down and uh yeah if you miss that jump you'll watch your character slowly move like eight screens down to his death and he just has the ho-hum face on it just like well here i go i'm gonna die (laughs) well and there's no continue you have what three lives and that's three lives that's it and and if you don't finish it too bad for you i mean thankfully it's short and uh you know, it, it, this game came out in 1988. 1988, I would have had time all day long, all weekend long, all month long to play this game. Because, again, you get one new game on Nintendo, it's probably the only one you're going to see for a month or more. So you'd put yeah. the time in to make that work out for you. But now, I don't have that kind of time. Uh, so I did not get as far in the original Double Dragon. But I got far enough to say, okay, here's how this is different from the game we're going to talk about uh, later on, which is Double Dragon 4. So Double Dragon 2 came out a year later, 1989. Now, Double Dragon 1, the other thing I forgot to say is it's it's only one player really it has a two-player option but it's you know alternating players you play you die the next person gets to start their turn until they die right right that was incredibly disappointing to me as a kid yeah no that's a crappy fighting game mode but that's nothing like the other no no brawlers right if you bought it for that you would have been even more disappointed to get it (laughs) as as the the fighting game you can play as what one of six characters i think uh, yeah, it's and, mirror matches. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, but but still, I did play a lot of that too. And and because there wasn't a Street Fighter really on Nintendo that would be that kind of, you know, two versus two game. I guess what Pit Fighter. And I, I'm not even going to count that as fun. Oh, so this, this was this was still fun to play against someone else. But you definitely wanted to play two players same screen. That's why you would have bought this sort of game. Double Dragon Two delivers on that promise uh, by letting you play two players, both game A where you can't hurt each other and game B where you can. And I imagine Game B probably broke a lot of friendships. Uh, when I played <laughs> a little bit of Double Dragon 4 with a friend of mine here just to kind of sample out the two-player, uh, we haven't spoken since. I don't know if we will again. <laughs> but yeah, because Game B is where you can accidentally or not accidentally hurt the other player while you're playing. That is, I don't know if anyone's ever finished this game on 2B, ever, on any There's- format. There's a speed run I actually watched today just for shits and giggles where they enact that uh, co-op uh, mode B and they use it to traverse the screen even faster. <laughs> okay. Well, that, speed that's... run purposes. And also to get over platforms. <laughs> well, oh, if you kill so your weird. friend, you can just get oh, – they can ju- they just show up on the other side, I guess? Yeah. If you if you look it up on YouTube, it's like Double Dragon 2 speed run. It's like 13 minutes and they clear it. <laughs> I'm sure that's not why they designed mode B, but it's a pretty no. great – great feature but double dragon 2 is is a great 
Nintendo brawler. It might be one of the best Nintendo two-player brawlers out there totally. You've got all your moves from the get-go, which is great. You don't have to worry about, oh, I didn't, I didn't get to level four, so I don't have a jump kick. You've got everything you need from the start of it. It also looks a lot nicer and cleaner than the original Double Dragon. Because, again, in the advance of the system, you, you know, advance of your, the skill of the people coding for the system, it looks much nicer uh, than the original game. I remember playing days and days and days of Double Dragon 2, and at the time, I remember not being impressed. But playing it again now, I don't know what I was thinking. Because Double Dragon 2 is worlds better than Double Dragon 1. Oh my god, Double Dragon 2 is... I mean, this is basically the highlight of the series for, for Nintendo. And, and one, like you said, one of the best uh, brawlers on, on the system. Uh, this is... It, it's... <laughs> I actually never played... Believe it or not, I never played Double Dragon 2 on the NES. Um, oh, wow. I think the, the original Double Dragon put me off so much to it that I never actually played it until we we did this podcast and um, everyone was saying how much uh, like Double Dragon 4 was just kind of a, a poor man's version of Double Dragon 2, not to spoil anything, but that's kind of the case. But Double Dragon 2 on the NES, it's, it's, it's a really great game. Yeah, the, the co-op aspects of it are really... Did you guys play single player or were you uh, blessed to have a partner with you? For this podcast, I only played single player, but I, I had had this game and we had played it. I mean, it was a staple of, oh, friends are over? Okay, we're going to play Double yeah. Dragon 2 for, for like yeah. years. This was a mandatory co-op game. The fact yes. that you yeah. could actually combo characters into each other, like you can uppercut someone and then the other guy could just do a jumping spin kick. And then you would actually work together to make that happen was such a good feeling. It, and it still had some terrible platforming aspects, but compared to the first game, I felt at the time it was you know, way better. Just the, the general the general feel of the game moved a little easier. It didn't feel as clunky. I thought the first Double Dragon game, again, this is by memory. Playing them both now, I don't really see quite why I felt this way. But I remember the original one, I think I thought at the time, yeah, this is okay, but it's still just just not as, as smooth feeling. And I thought 2 really hit that mark uh, at the yeah. time. Even now, I think it does play a little better. I think the platform parts are it's probably equally bad. But, but for some reason, it doesn't bother me as much. Probably because it's not quite as as punishing i think the second game i mean i finished the second game it's no nowhere near as punishing as the first game in my opinion yeah the platforms aren't pixel perfect in the second one there's room for error and i'm still not preferred but you know you can get away with uh, a botch jump sometimes uh the other the only other thing i could complain about on that game like if i had to complain i should say uh is the the weird kicking punching buttons yes. i don't know if, yes, that, totally. if that guy's threw you around like you face right and uh, like punches A and kick is B, and then you look the other way, and the buttons are flipped for some reason. I don't know what, why they did that, but it's kind of weird to get used to. But once you figure out the uh, broken jumping knee mechanic, the game is just—you don't need to hit those buttons ever. You don't need to punch or kick ever again because <laughs> those yeah, knees. That was, that was actually my yeah my biggest complaint with the, with the whole game was just like why does this why does this switch the the buttons depending on which way I look and. I never got used to that. I mean, I got to the point where I could play through it, and it was it was you know still fun. And but I just didn't understand why they would do that. That it doesn't. It, it really makes no sense. Well, I, I didn't hate it, and again at the time, it, you know, I'm sure when I first played it, I was like, "This is terrible." But then you get used to it, no big deal. And, and in a way, I thought that was actually kind of a cool thing. That way, you felt like, "Oh, if I'm going different directions, it's like this is my front and back." That so that made sense for the the way that attacked. Uh, I don't think I, I'd say it's the best possible mechanic, as it hasn't been redone ever. Uh, but I, I didn't hate it. It was just it was just a thing, uh, and it doesn't happen in four. And I didn't miss it. So that... I mean, is there like any reason for it? Like, is there like if you're playing co-op, you you need to do like your your combination moves with with somebody like that? But I, I, that's the only reason I can think. Of. I didn't get to play co-op with this, uh, but you know that's really the only thing I can I... come up with. I really think and this might be a little inside baseball, but it's just like in the game, it, like the programming wise, it's thinking you're looking left. So these buttons are also looking left and right or vice versa. It might be just something with the weird coding of the game itself. And it's just masking it. <laughs> but like I said, once you figure out that jumping knee attack and basically it's like a nuclear bomb in your knee and it just one shots everything, the game becomes super easy. It is a little longer. Uh, it's eight levels long instead of four, but the levels are shorter. Uh, yeah. I think in Double Dragon 1, the levels are a lot longer, a little more involved generally, where there are some pretty short levels in 8, uh, or in uh, in 2 of those 8 levels. Some of those are pretty short. Um, we'll get back to, to 2 because we're going to compare 4 to 2, I think, a fair amount 
uh, based on my playthroughs of four. Uh, Double yeah. Dragon Three, I do want to mention because uh, I oh. own Double Dragon Three. <laughs> it was one of the the few games I got to purchase one year. I was like, oh, I'm going to get Double Dragon Three for like getting all B's and A's in my report card. And so I forced myself to play Double Dragon Three a lot, and I I have to say, it's one of the hardest games I've ever played. I don't know if I like it or not. I try to play it again now, and like a lot of bad memories came back. There were only five <laughs> levels, and I know I got to three, because three is where you get to start playing as a different main character, and that's the farthest I ever got, and I didn't get that far this time. I don't know what they were thinking. Three is is just ridiculously hard. Yeah, raise your hand if you got to see a third screen in this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, but, but again, that was after months and months of forcing myself to play yeah. this. Yeah, like, you have to abuse the spin kick to get anywhere, essentially. You have to cheese this game out. It is ridiculous that they only give you one life, and then that's it. Yeah, there's no continues. There's there's no second life. You get one yeah. life that goes fast. It's not like it's like one life and you're superhuman. It's one life and you're fighting people who are essentially you over and over again for probably yeah. one screen. But if you get farther than that, uh, I mean, I made it to the third level. What what I liked about the third game, and I have to give them credit for trying, is they did in, they did introduce new characters you would play as, and they had slightly different move sets. For the Nintendo, yeah. that's pretty impressive, but. They didn't make the the difficulty get to where anyone even saw that second character. Right. I mean, like I I think like many many people that might be listening to this podcast, I watched the, the angry video game nerd Nintendo nerd uh, review of this, and I never actually played Double Dragon Three, but I was always just like, you know, maybe he's probably exaggerating uh, what <laughs> what happened in that. No, he's not. You literally get one life, and if you can make it to the third screen in that game you have accomplished something i can't understand why you would what you go there is this one of those games that's only got like three or four levels that it's just it's trying to overcompensate for being so goddamn hard but i i, I just can't understand why they would do this i think they wanted to do something more you want to make it epic so they have this 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 new story that goes across continents it's a huge you know, a global story of conquest and, and rescue and revenge, but they've just made it too hard. And, and it's for consoles, so they figure kids like me are going to spend days and days just, just focusing on these levels to get better at them as opposed to... I mean, Double Dragon 2 was fun, and you'd want to play it with other people, so you can blow through it in an hour and feel good about it. You're not going to blow through this game the first hour you own it. There's no chance you get out of that first room in the first hour you own it. It's a hard game. Uh... That's another one that actually uh, the Broken Glasses Gaming had done done a play on that yes. where, where Dave and, and the other guy Kevin, who seems to do a lot of the the, I guess he's the main host of the channel. Uh, yeah, he does he does the indie stuff, and I make him just play old NES games to see like you know this generation, see how he could go against my generation. And, and he did better than I thought in this game, to be fair, because uh, this game yeah. is balls hard. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was gonna get out of the first room. Um, also, spoiler alert: the old lady is the bad guy. Yeah, no. There's an old oh. lady that makes you go around the world. She's uh, the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a, a, just a you know, full playthrough of it to see. And I was like, well, I would have actually been angry if I got this far in it. But <laughs> I never did. I got to World yeah. 3, and that's good enough for me. Um, thankfully, after, after this game, they more or less said, let's go back to what we do best <clears throat> for Double Dragon 4, which is to, to basically make a clone of Double Dragon 2. Before I talk about Double Dragon 4, I didn't know until this podcast that these other games existed in this series before, in between Double Dragon 3 and the Double Dragon 4 we're about to speak about. There was a Super Double Dragon on Super Nintendo, which for some reason... Oh man, really? Yes. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's, no, I, I played, I actually rented uh, Super Double, is that what it's called? Yeah, Super, Super Double, Double Dragon. Dragon or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's not great. It, it seemed very, it seemed to continue on with the, this kind of slow, overly animated, uh, attacks of, of three. Um, but I honestly, after playing three, I'm just like, anything's better than this. It was better uh, than three. <laughs> and final fight came out and like up the game while they just yes, kind of stayed yeah. in the past. Yeah, it does look better than, than the Nintendo, because it is Super Nintendo, but yeah, it doesn't look as good as Final Fight. I'd say it, it, graphically it's about on par with Streets of Rage, maybe, uh, but yeah. but again, you're comparing yourself to Final Fight on the Super Nintendo, and Super Double Dragon didn't do it. And then I didn't even know this existed, Double Dragon 5, The Shadow Falls, which is a, yeah. a straight-up Street Fighter clone that looks real bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Based on the cartoon. I, I actually remember that. Dragon. I saw that in like Game Fan magazine. And I was like, oh, what, what is this mess? Yeah, that was uh, based yeah, on the cartoon. I totally forgot that there was actually a, a cartoon version of Double Dragon. Uh, did, yeah. did either of you actually play the, this Double Dragon 5 
fighter. Yes. I suck at fighter, so it could have been the best fighter on earth, and I would have thought it was terrible. No, it's it's it not ain't. good. <laughs> it's not good at all. It's very clunky and stiff. Uh, that's what it looked like. Uh, and, and again, everything I play for a fighter looks that way, so that's not a surprise. Yeah. But it didn't it didn't look absolutely terrible. It wasn't Rise of the Robots, but it was pretty pretty bad looking. Yeah. Uh, and then there was apparently just a double dragon fighter that was out on Neo Geo. Uh, I watched a video of that tonight uh, that I didn't even know it existed. It looked fine, but again, looks like every other fighter. Uh, doesn't look as impressive as a Street Fighter though. Uh, but but that same kind of 2D, you know, one-on-one fighting game. Right. And then there's, a, I think, there's some sort of Game Boy version that's a, uh, a version of the original. Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a Game Boy Advance one, which is like, it looks like the uh, arcade version, but it like also looks like it was like a digitized Mortal Kombat type looking thing. <laughs> I, I, but I think it was also animated over. It looks really weird. There's, there's videos out there. There's also a remake of two for Xbox Arcade. Which is called like Wrath of the Dragon or something like that. It's really, really bad too. Yeah, <laughs> I own the uh, the the sort of remake of, of the original Double Dragon for Xbox Live back in the day, and I remember when what you know people were like, "This is how you you should do a remake of a, a, a classic video game," just because they kind of you know half-assed redrew the graphics to be in in 720p or whatever. But yeah, um, that was definitely more of the arcade than than what the the NES version was. Yeah, that um, that was an arcade port. Yeah, but, th- but this one is a completely new game. It, I th- if you look it up, it's called Wrath of the Dragon. There's video of out there too. It's super bad. But oh man, yeah, yeah. Double Dragon Neon came out in 2012. That's that's yeah. the other sequel slash remake slash whatever uh, that I, I saw. And then I saw some pictures of it. it looked okay, but again, I'm not a, the biggest fan of brawlers, so I normally wouldn't run out to pick one of those up. Uh, apparently, it was okay. I, I don't know if you guys have played a lot of any of it at all. I, I played a little. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of it to see. It look looks fine. If you like 80s aesthetics and self-aware like humor, I suppose, that doesn't overdo it, it's up your alley. Yeah, it's definitely more of a parody than a straight sequel. They, they knew what they were building yeah. when they built it, but uh, apparently not, not a huge hit, I guess, because uh, they instead, uh, the, the people who own Double Dragon decided, let's just, this is what the people want. They want Double Dragon 2, but in 2017. <laughs> so they've given it to us in the form of Double Dragon 4, uh, which is... Uh, at, at a half an hour in, uh, what we're supposed to be talking about uh, this episode is Double Dragon 4. Now, I played a lot of Double Dragon 4 in the last two and a half weeks to get ready for this podcast, and I have to say, my immediate thoughts on starting the game and playing it is, oh, that's right, that's why I don't play many of these anymore. <laughs> this is This game was like a fire sale on Double Dragon assets or something like that. It's just like... I guess they were going for cheap on eBay or something like that, and no one was buying them. So Arxis just whipped it up together and just like, let's just throw all this stuff together from one, two, and three and make a game out of it. But mostly two. But mostly two, yeah. It's going to be like 98% two. And then they're like, yeah, and there's some other stuff. But two, I mean, the playing through two now, again, it's been years. But after playing four and then going back and playing two, I was like, these are literally the same graphics this is the same yeah. the same characters the same uh like the the punk guy the punk guy with the mohawk and the the guy with the metal heads that their heads everything but their heads dissolve when you beat them i was like these are the yeah. same guys i mean i remember them being there but i don't remember how exactly the same they were they're the yeah, same they the s- exact everything <laughs> they have the same move sets too like they kind of put new move sets in some of them but they're like you know you could tell that they were redrawn for you know an elbow or something like that but it's really weird when you see like Double Dragon 2 Ralper and then Double Dragon 1 Abobo and then you see the bald guy from Double Dragon 3 that killed you a billion times like on a new body. It's bizarre. I don't know if this this says anything about the quality of the game, but the, the highlight of the, the entire Double Dragon 4 experience for me was seeing green Abobo come onto the screen. Yes. And that was uh, that got a, a pretty good <laughs> laugh out of me. So. I mean, it's just kind of it, it re- actually reminded me more of like a ROM hack than than a, a full game. It was like kind of the, one of these games that somebody was just like, you know, I really liked, you know, Streets of Rage, too. So I'm just kind of going like, to hack the ROM and, and make my own version of this with, with various kind of characters from other games, uh, kind of a, a Mugen or Mugen uh, fighting version of, of Streets uh, or um Double Dragon 2s, that's really, the whole time I was playing this, I was like, I'm literally just playing an actual ROM hack that's being sold to me for $7. It does feel very much like, yeah, they're like, yeah, that's fine, who cares? A fan made this, we'll sell it. This is perfect. (laughs) Because it does, it has, it feels like it's exactly like 
Double Dragon 2. Now, they got rid of that that directional one, you know, if you're forward, the one button kicks and the other one punches or whatever that we were talking about for the original uh, Double Dragon 2 on Nintendo. Instead, this adds a third button, which is great, because previously to jump, you'd have to push, jump, and kick. Now, instead, you can just hit another button and jump. Uh, other than that, they really haven't changed the mechanics of this game drastically from the original series. Now, uh, you have a jump button, a kick button, and a punch button. And then all the other moves you have, like the uppercut, you have to jump, and then as soon as you land... Hit that, hit that punch button, and you'll do like an uppercut move. It, it's yeah. little moves like that. It's the same kind of mechanics they had in Double Dragon 2, but they put them completely on the PS4, along with pretty much just taking the, the, the exact graphic assets and throwing it back on the PS4. Uh, it's, it's an interesting way to do sequels and, and remakes. You know, A lot of games have done this over the years where they've done like, oh, we're going to put out like a, a new... Uh, Bionic Commando, but instead it's like it's a whole new. The graphics look more or less current compared to the original Nintendo version, and, and they add you know a few new levels here and there. But generally, it's like oh yeah, we took that same game you remember, but we made it look like in your mind it looks like this, not like here's the original game again, but different. This is that same idea where they're like oh we're gonna take those graphics, we'll make you a brand new game, but it's exactly the same as it was then. It's there's no difference. And and not only that, like they were touting like the original creators were on board with this. And once they, they bring this thing out, it's like, what have you guys been doing for the past 30 years? You like you couldn't really <laughs> innovate here. It's like, I don't know, like saying the the guy that invented the Big Mac is coming back to make out of retirement to make a new hamburger. And it tastes just like a Big Mac or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's a Big Mac with no onions. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's really bizarre. I really think that this game was just to garner like like poke at the water to see if anyone's actually interested in this franchise still and this was an easy way to uh you know capitalize on that it, it definitely like feels the, like the 30th anniversary like isn't it like this is what it was touted to be as like the the game that was supposed to celebrate the 30th anniversary of double dragon and this it, it really just kind of comes across as a, a very half-assed attempt at, at making a double dragon game i it you know, I don't know. I, I just not only did you get kind of a half-assed Double Dragon Two gameplay, which you know, Double Dragon Two on NES was great, but I never had as much fun playing Double Dragon Four as I did on Double Dragon Two on the NES. And it even added in the uh, insufferable platforming sections yes. <laughs> um, that that just make the game even more. It, it, I just didn't want to play. I didn't have fun playing this uh, like I did with Double Dragon Two. I thought I, I kind of had the same feeling, but I did play a lot of it, and I did I did grow to enjoy it. But that that's not saying much as I'm currently enjoying Final Fantasy VIII as much as I hate playing it. <laughs> but but the I tried I thought maybe if I had two players, this game would be the best thing I've played in years. Because for example, uh, for New Year's Eve, uh, 2014. I spent the night with my friend playing River City Ransom, and it was the best New Year's Eve uh, in the last 10 years prior. So I, I do believe that there's something to having someone else there. Uh, that said, I tried to play Double Dragon 4 with a friend, and uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, it did not go well. Uh, the B mode just made us angry at each other. And then when you switch to the A mode, and I don't remember if, if Double Dragon 2 on Nintendo had done this, but it makes the game significantly harder. It adds extra characters. So for example, uh, at the end of level... I think it's level four. You end up in like that casino where you fight one Abobo and one guy with the helmet and one of the punk guys. When you play two players, it's two of each of them, all at the same time. Really? So it's not like you have two players and you can you can use each other to kind of make this a cakewalk. Instead, it's like, oh no, you're going to play with two players. Well, go fuck yourself. We've made this even <laughs> less enjoyable. I think uh, I think the original uh, Double Dragon or blah, 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 I think Double Dragon Two did have scaling to that effect, if I recall. And it may have. Like I didn't have the ability to play Double Dragon 2 uh, with a friend for this podcast. Uh, but I definitely did when I was younger. But a lot of stuff, that, again, that, that's, again, the whole point of this podcast is things I played when I was younger. Are they still good now? Uh, right. So I, I don't necessarily recall if, if it got harder. But definitely 4 does. So there's, there's a spoiler for you if you thought having a friend come over would help it make it easier. It does not. Um, and, like, we, we keep talking about, you know, the making refer references to Double Dragon 2, like, there's a lot of stages in Double Dragon 4 that just kind of end 
Like I didn't even know I was yeah. fighting a boss, and it was just like <laughs> mission end. I was like, "What?" I, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. just—it was like two screens long. So, so like, it, it took me less than like three minutes to beat, and I was like, "Oh, well, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to the next stage." Yeah, Double Dragon um, One was four levels long. Two is eight levels long. Three was five levels long, and this game has twelve levels. But like you said, some of those levels feel shorter, like it's though. like yo, it's it's super shorter. One of the levels, and it's it's the one after the casino, I believe. You walk out of a building. You walk to the right six feet, and you fight guys in the level ends. And you're like, what the hell was yeah. that? that like, I don't know why that level ended. Was there supposed to be like a car there? I don't know what happened. But it's just like, yeah, yeah, you fought, you fought a guy, and it's over. Isn't that cool? Anyway, here's level six. Don't worry about it. But, I mean, we, we, we sound like we're ragging on this game a lot, but let's talk about the fantastic story it has. It does. It's, a, it's one of those Get stories. This. Get this. Wait a sec. Marion gets kidnapped. Now, now, you wouldn't believe this is going to happen because it's know, never it's, happened. It's ridiculous. The best thing about the game is, uh, besides Green and Bobo, is, is midway through the game when Marion literally gets kidnapped the exact same way from the original Double Dragon. Yes, that um, was a nice nod. Yeah, that, I mean, it was a nice nod, but I was like, did, did we really? Do we need I mean, a nod in a game that's literally should, the same game? Have to <laughs> hang out in this alley to know she probably shouldn't be in this alley. It's the same game. Here's a nod of the game that we're clearly ripping off the whole way through. <laughs> in case you didn't know what game this was, guys, this is it. It's Double Dragon. You didn't know it, did you? <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was funny, and I did. I was like, "All right, that, that's I get that. That's cool." But the the abobo, the green abobo, was funny. My favorite abobo in the game is the elevator abobo. I love yeah, that one. You, want, <laughs> you just walk into an elevator. <laughs> like normally at the, you know, some of these levels have have doorways that go to other rooms, or you know, take you to an elevator that, that take you to the top of that same room you're already in. But there's one elevator you walk in, and there's just an abobo waiting there in case someone walks in to beat the crap out of them. But this abobo. <laughs> Very slow. Does not pick up on things real quick. So I don't think that Abobo has ever hit me. In any playthrough of this game I've made so far, that Abobo in the elevator is just there for me to jump kick over and over again until I get off the elevator to kill some time. It would have been funny if uh, he was actually a pacifist and you just let time go by and you could actually get out of the elevator, making you look like the asshole for just beating up a dude in an elevator. Yeah, he has a skin <laughs> condition. He's not an Abobo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I, I, also, I also like how... like what I said about the story, the game just starts with some road rage incident and the Lee brothers go insane and just start murdering everyone. <laughs> it really paints them in a bad light. If you think about it. Well, except that at the same time, the story is literally, Oh, they're driving from one coast to the other to open up a new dojo. Hey, wait, someone ran him off the road, but it doesn't make any sense either. Why would that even happen? But yeah, once it does, then they're like, all right, we're going to kick everyone's ass the whole way to California. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Why would I, I don't know. I mean, the, the story is maybe like if you watch all the cutscenes for the story, maybe 13 seconds long. Oh, yeah. No. And, and the story is terrible. I mean, the, yeah. you, you've, you've kind of hinted at it. But, yeah, the story is, is bad. It's, oh, they kidnap your girlfriend. And then once you get to the end, it's like, oh, well, we were it's just cool. Yeah, it was. We were just mad because you guys were cool. <laughs> but now it's cool. Right. Aren't we all cool? And everyone's like, yeah, we are cool. The end. <laughs> it's like that was the weirdest, the weirdest story I've ever ever seen in a game it doesn't have anything to do with anything not that you need a story i mean you know if there were story scenes in between levels of contra for example i wouldn't care what they are i'm gonna play that level and i'm gonna shoot everything that moves i don't care what it is so uh, you don't need a, a in-depth story for this kind of game uh i had to finish this game with a continue i've made it to the what? last level the the level level 12 many times and i didn't finish it without having to actually continue the game was anyone able to finish this without at all and just make me look bad because I'm not good at brawlers? No, the platforming stuff after uh, the Mr. Burns trap that you get set up for yes. when you fall through the floor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where, where they just walk up and confront the boss lady and then all of a sudden they like stand there for like five Mississippi and then, you know, they fall through the floor. That platforming section there was brutal. Yeah, the only reason I made it through the entire game on on the, the five continues that gives you or four. Uh, it was because I just I, within five minutes of that game, I learned how to completely cheese everything. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of does, you know, the you you get this jump kick that you can do or jump that you can do towards an opponent. And once you land, if you hit the punch button, you will uppercut him. And it's a super powerful uppercut, you know, punches them off the fucking screen um, and they come back down. And if you can just line everybody up over and over and time this right. Uh, you can nothing can stop you literally nothing in, in the entire game besides the platforming which is that was the thing that that took me down the most i was actually on my last life when when i did beat the game but it was it was almost impossible um 
with the platforming, but without the platforming, if, if you can do that, uh, and probably a, a few other ways to cheese this game, I didn't search it out, but it didn't seem like it was hard to cheese a lot of the enemies and things. Um, it, it probably wouldn't be hard at all. Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned this earlier, Jeremy. The only thing that makes this game hard is that they just cover you with enemies and then it gets you kind of stuck in a cycle where you're not able to do a whole lot until you can kind of clear out a few enemies here and there um, i actually have to say that uh, especially one-on-one there's really no challenge the only hard enemy in this game if you actually had to, to kind of deal with them is that they're the regular guys that show up every every couple levels and they just throw chains with balls on the end at you yeah oh, they're the not boomerangs. even hard but those guys suck so bad because if they throw it they boomerang back so you'll 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 get hit once, you're like, okay, fine. And then you get up to like do the next thing, and before you have any chance to get more than one punch in, on the way back, the boomerang balls hit you in the head and knock you right back down to the ground again. Worst enemy in the history of games. It just, yeah. it, it, you know, even that, like, you could kind of move around and get out of its way. Uh, to whereas, like, you know, the previous Double Dragons, you know, if you, if you definitely got caught in, in people just on each side of you, you were done for uh, unless you got lucky and, and moved out of the way. This one does at least give you, um, if you're down, uh, if you jam on the punch button in any direction that somebody is, is coming at you, you will do an uppercut uh, and just, you know, blast them out of the way. I did appreciate that, but it really just seemed to make the game already easier than, than what it seems to be. Yeah, well, wake-up attacks are pretty pretty cheesy in that game. You can also kite people. Um, like, I beat the boss, the final boss, by just kiting everyone to one side of the screen, to the left. Yeah. And then yeah. I would just do jumping spin kicks. That's all I would do. Once they start getting up, I would get in the air and do a jumping spin kick, and they'd fall back down. And all four or five of them would just repeat the process like ten, ten times, and they're done. Yep, just back and forth. Yeah. I, I would jump back and wait a second, jump forward, and, and do the uppercut as soon as I landed, and that was it. Yeah. The other thing is if you're that that – getting up attack if you do it with a kick it's like a knee thing and you can just yeah. kind of chain those across the screen and and it it probably won't hit a mu- uh, the same guy more than once or twice but if there's a bunch of guys it'll knock all of them like directly across the screen off the side of the screen and especially if there's a place to fall off of if there's a conveyor belt or something it just knocks them completely out of the fight it's not even an issue anymore half the time you didn't even really need them need to do that they would just kind of jump off the screen on their own i, I uploaded a thing to twitter where a guy kind of jumped off to me, he, he jumped at me, and then just kind of stood there. I didn't do anything, and then he just jumped backwards in, into lava. He's like, "Well, all right, all right I, I guess that's you know whatever you need to do there, buddy." Well, at least the that NPCs. Happened to, that happened to me too, and uh, I think that's purpose. That might be purposely done just to show off that splash effect for the lava because it looked very <laughs> new. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It looked like they made that. Like it didn't take it from a game. So that very well could have just been a program thing. Or it could have <laughs> been that they threw this together in 20 minutes and sold it to us for seven bucks. Uh, so they didn't worry about those. Like, yeah, that's fine. Who cares? They can jump in the lava. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That next level, there's an elevator with an abobo in it. It's great. Just, just put that in there. It's amazing. Uh, so, so did either of you uh, actually finish this even with continues just to get through the whole thing? Yes. And I replayed yeah. it. I replay it with you could replay it with different characters, which I thought was pretty neat. Yes, I, I do like that. You can and because the different characters do have different move sets somewhat, uh, which is nice. I also like the tower option. The tower option that opens up after you finish this game, uh, it lets you just it, it's mindless, but it lets you just fight yeah. guys with one life for the the rest of time. And I'm never going to get that far. I think I got to thirty. I felt good about that. Uh, 30 levels of just fighting a handful of guys in a room over and over again. That kind of already happens in the game. At, at a certain level, you go to a, a series of rooms that you, you basically just fight your way through a room, and then there's three doors, and you fight your way through the room, and there's three doors until you get to the, the boss. But, uh, but I enjoyed the tower because it is just kind of what I like about this game without the platforming, without the fact that I need some ridiculous story that I don't care about. Uh, it was just like, yeah, yeah, you fight some people, and you go to a new room, and you fight some people, and you go to a new room. I- I've actually enjoyed Tower more than the ge- the, the basic game itself. You know, I actually got kind of uh, some sort of anxiety, that, that part you were just talking about, <laughs> that last level. Because I was like, is this going to be one of those asshole games that's like so easy to get to this point, but then you have to figure out the exact uh, way to get through these doors? Because it gives you three doors that you can go through in that last level. And I was like, oh, no, do I have to pick the correct sequence of these doors to, to get to this top level? But now you just whatever. Well, it's not, it's some, from what I did, I just picked random doors to get at that top level to get the to get to the last boss. I don't but, think it's the last level. 
I think that's that's what? like level ten out of twelve. Yeah, oh, like, you're right. It, yes, yes, the that you, because the karate guy that one. Up. Yes, because after that is when you when you have the level that 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 throws the platforming garbage at you, where it's like, oh yeah, that's go through a hole, the, and then that's... that level with all the ninja girls. I, I we haven't mentioned this, but I want to say the sound effects in this game are probably so I, this is probably one of the first times that my girlfriend has ever gotten annoyed at me we're playing a video game because the oh, sound effects occurrence. just kind of sound like a dot matrix printer just going back and forth over and over with how the 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 punches and and, and everything else especially those little ninja girls that that jump around the screen it, it just it was not a pleasant experience i don't know i, I well, hear it's probably programmed on one so you know I hear daily, hey, these games sound obnoxious, turn them down. I'm amazed this is the first time that's happened for you. Because I, I literally, it's a, it's a, it's an it's an everyday occurrence. Hey, please turn this game off. Uh, this game sounds terrible. What are you listening to? This is the same sound over and over again. Uh, could you please play this when I'm not home? Those those are all things I hear all the time. Uh, th- this I did not hear that about because I, I thankfully did not play this when uh, when my wife was home. So I guess my, my question is, do you recommend it to anyone? Um. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's. I, I would definitely recommend Double Dragon Two on the NES. Uh, I, I would actually recommend uh, any of the Double Dragons, the, the arcade versions. Um, you know, over this, uh, but it, it's not a terrible game. It's just not a very good game, especially if you're going. If this is like your your anniversary version of of what you want to consider double dragon you know this is like we're putting this out here in 2016 2017 whatever the fuck year it is i don't know you just this doesn't seem like what you would want to throw out as your the best you've got for double dragon because this really just kind of like i've said before it just kind of seems like a rom hack it looks it seems like it would be something like on a one of those weird dreamcast discs uh, that you can throw in there that, that that have like a thousand roms on it that people have made um and that's that's really what it kind of comes across as. It's it's not a bad game, but it's it's not the standout version of, of what Double Dragon should be to me. I'd have to say no, uh, as someone that really likes Double Dragon. Um, it's just, I mean, like like you guys said, it's just retreading without innovating. Um, at least with other D makes like Mega Man Nine and Ten, they were able to innovate on what they were doing with that game. It wasn't just going back to, you know, the same thing over and over again. They're actually able to improve with abilities and stuff like that. While Double Dragon 2 has a couple new moves here and there, it's just really the same old stuff. Um, if anything, I would recommend playing a Bobo's Big Adventure. Uh, that's a free Flash yeah. game. And that is, uh, that would probably be up, if anyone that's listening to this uh, hasn't played that yet, I would recommend doing that because, I mean, that's it takes a Bobo and a bunch of NES, other NES sprites and just puts it into a big comedy brawler. And it's actually really good. I was just going to mention that's that. kind of what it like this, what this game seems like. It, it's almost like a parody of Double Dragon at times. I mean, especially when Green a Bobo came out. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, is this really what you want to do with <laughs> Double Dragon? It's, it was almost comedy to me, but. You know, I guess that's that's what this game is, and I, I would definitely agree with with what David said. Just just play Bobo's Big Adventure. That's that's a much better game than what this is. Yeah, I think this is a very narrow audience you're aiming at. You're aiming at people who are uh, remember how great Double Dragon Two was, but don't either have Double Dragon Two on a Nintendo sitting around or feel like using an emulator. So you're like, oh man, I really want to play Double Dragon 2, but I don't want to take 30 seconds to find an emulator. What am I going to do? Hey, cool, they just put a new game out that's exactly like Double Dragon 2. That's got to be like eight people. I can't imagine anyone that would, you know, because if you if you weren't alive when Double Dragon 2 was out, and you wouldn't enjoy this game. If, if you're 10 years old right now, you're not playing Double Dragon 4 and thinking how amazing this is. Instead, you're like, yeah, this is great, but I just bought Yakuza 0, and I not only did just broke a guy's face with a bicycle uh but then later on i sold some girl's panties so you're not going to play this game this is not your kind of game you know this is this is a game for people who now are are 35 to 40 and and then you would just play this on an emulator or you still have your nintendo hooked up so it's it's a it's a weird kind of game you know i david mentioned uh mega man 9 and 10 i think this would be if mega man 9 and 10 at the end of every level was a boss you fought through mega man 1 through 6 
Because that's exactly what this is. It's yeah. all the stuff you've already seen. The level design is the same. The backgrounds are the same. It, there was nothing new and amazing. I guess the only new people were the the actual final bosses uh, that that had guns. You're like, oh man, they have guns, but they, <laughs> that that doesn't really help you because you're just going to do the same goddamn trick. You knock them down once, and then it's like, cool. Now I can uppercut you for the rest of time until the game ends. It just I, I don't know. It, it was one of those things. Like I, I've considered Double Dragon as one of my favorite games of all time. That that original arcade version. Uh, to see this compared to that, it, it really didn't. You know, for for stuff like this, if you're aiming for that 35 to 40 crowd, you really need to bring that nostalgia aspect to it. And it, it gets a little bit from Double Dragon 2, but you need to have a little bit more of that. Just playing Double Dragon 2 today. Like playing through what I did, there was more uh, imagination and and like just the way every stage was. It just seemed like a much better game. This just seemed really lazy. It, it just seemed like a really kind of lazy attempt to to get that nostalgia for for this game, and it, it just doesn't work. So we seem to be in agreement. Double Dragon Four, uh, fun, not great. Don't recommend it. Just go play Double Dragon 2 uh, or a different game altogether if you want that sort of brawler-style game. Um, that that does, you know, we brought up Mega Man 9 and 10. This does bring up a question I've actually asked uh, several times to myself uh, because I like to talk to myself at times. If there was, do you like this kind of, of remake, demake, you know, the idea of like a Mega Man 9 or 10 or or this kind of thing where it's like, yeah, we took the kind of game you would, literally the game you would have played on Nintendo, but we're really re-releasing it now. You know, that, those are the two major ones I can think of, but I know there have definitely been others. Uh, Contra 4 for the uh, the Game Boy Advance, or the DS, I'm sorry, uh, is literally just a, a better version of, uh, not better, a new version of Contra uh, with the same kind of graphic assets that Contra would have had. Uh, is that more enjoyable than a full-on, you know, reimagining of the title with modern assets and, and a better, you know, graphical set, like a... Metroid Prime over Metroid? I, I don't even know what else I would compare it to. It depends really on the franchise. Um, some some off, some off are better, like Metal Gear, for instance. Like That's a better game that has new assets and stuff. But like if you were to make a D-make and go in the lineage of that, um, a few popped in my head. Uh, the old Ninja Gaiden NES games would be, I think, pretty good for a, a D-make remake, but have the option to have the bullshit respawning glitches that it usually has where the infinite hawks coming at you because you're stuck at a portion of the screen have an option to turn that off um shinobi the old sega shinobi games but only if they embrace the copyright infringement that they were doing like (laughs) spider-man yeah spider-man batman (laughs) godzilla (laughs) like if they can somehow get like i don't know franchises and stuff in 2016 2017 like newer stuff and throw that in there just you know just to get around the copyright. And uh, it would be cool to see Earthworm Jim again. Um, the last time they made a game with him, it was that horrible 3D one. But the I really enjoyed the 2D ass, uh, art from the old Earthworm Jim games. And if they went back to that style, I think it would still fit in today's, uh, I don't know, gaming landscape, if you want to call it that. But uh, a nice HD new Earthworm Jim yeah. would be pretty cool. Earthroom Jim 3D may be the worst possible 3D incarnation of a character that was great. I mean, there's a lot of bad 3D games. Bubsy 3D is terrible. But but no one liked Bubsy, so who cares if a 3D game is terrible? Earthworm <laughs> yeah. Jim 3D was embarrassingly bad. And I tried so hard to like it because I loved the first two games. And I I hated myself for playing so much Earthworm Jim 3D. It was a terrible game. Uh, yeah, the boss fights were impossible in that game. But yeah, the uh, I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we could do a whole. Let's. This is a whole month on Earthworm Jim 3D. Very excited about it. Uh, I was thinking about the same thing. You know, is there a game now that I'd love to see it, like a a remake of? And, and everything I thought of, I was like, wait, that already actually happened. So Contra was one I had, I had mentioned. Contra Four is like, oh yeah, that already happened. I was going to say River City Ransom, but there's a new like eight bit looking River City Ransom that just came out or is coming out, and I'll play that too. And there's nothing I can think of that wasn't like, yeah, you know, they made. I was going to say Castlevania, but then Symphony of the Night is a is the the best game in that series, in my yes. opinion. And and I I would. I don't want to play Castlevania 3 again. I'd rather play a brand new Symphony of the Night style Castlevania. So I don't know if there's any other games that I want to see an 8-bit 
demake of. I mean, other than Mylon Secret Castle, that could be the one <laughs> I need. A new Mylon Secret Castle. Uh, Jeremy, is there any game that you can think of, like eight bit or or even sixteen bit, that you'd want like a a full demake of? So this is is more directed to you uh, than me. I, I actually really want this game. Uh, this is a, a series that's had obviously several sequels to. Or if you say General Chaos, I'm shutting this podcast to, down. Um, it, it you know it doesn't matter. It's just uh, maybe a a certain part of a series that you just that didn't receive as much attention as as the later games did. Uh, but I want to throw out Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. If you could get a modern, not shitty version of Zelda Two. What would you think of that? I would still think it sucks. That is the worst <laughs> Zelda game. It is, it is, it's not I mean, the worst you, Zelda game. I, I'm not counting the CDI like games. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. If they could do, if Nintendo went insane, obviously never would do this, and they threw out a, a Zelda 2, a side-scrolling overhead adventure that was kind of in the same vein of Symphony of the Night, which, you know, Zelda 2 wasn't too far off from that. You, you You're know, way it, wrong. It's not. It, it, it's far off, but still... It's a kind of open world. You've got your your side scrolling levels, and you you get your different powers and things like that. But if you got a modern take on that, that wasn't done by insane people, that could make a competent game, a side scrolling Zelda game in the vein of Symphony of the Night, but in you know maybe like dungeons and things like that, but still an overworld that you had to do, traverse. I think that would be kind of awesome. I. I- I strongly disagree. First off, Zelda 2, that whole... <laughs> the fact that Zelda 1 exists at all makes Zelda 2 even worse. If, if, if Zelda 2 was called something else like Battle of Olympus, which is essentially what Battle of Olympus is, then, then I would have been fine with it because it wouldn't have been the same game. Zelda 1 is, is perfect. It's the perfect game, and, and you don't need to do anything to change that formula. So then they make Zelda 2, and it's totally different. Uh, that, that's, you know, Castlevania to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, it's the same kind of game. You're not you're not really breaking any boundaries there. You've added some things. You know you can you can transform. You can do these different things you couldn't have done in Castlevania. But it still feels like I can see how from point A I got to point B. Uh, point A from the original Legend of Zelda to Zelda 2, they aren't even on the same playing field. You can't get from point A to point B. You'd have to do some other crazy shit like just throw a game out because you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's I don't even. That's like <laughs> I don't, you just try to get me angry with that answer. That was the whole point. What you're saying is you hate Zelda Two. Everyone hates Zelda Two. I don't know one person <laughs> that doesn't hate Zelda Two. I you know that's it, it's such a weird game though. Like I I would love to see what would happen with Zelda Two in the hands of of people that wouldn't make a crazy game. No, it's like a, what we got. You know, maybe like a side adventure or something. We we've never had anything like that besides Zelda Two. And as many people that want to say that didn't happen, uh, it is Zelda Two. Uh, you know, that is the the sequel to the original. Obviously, they went on to do much better things than what Zelda Two was. But man, I would I would love to see an actual Zelda Two like made in kind of the vein of of like just kind of a side scrolling game, like a side scrolling. Adventure game, uh, RPG, that'd be kind of neat, but obviously that, that's never going to happen. That would just be but... every Metroidvania. Every Metroidvania that's... is what you just described. But still, that would be all. I would play that. <laughs> I would totally buy that and play that. Well, the, I guess the answer we just gave was no. We don't. We don't generally <laughs> like the sort of demake. Uh, I mean, sometimes again, there, there have been times it works. I, I do think Mega Man Nine and Ten are kind of the perfect examples uh, because they did take. They essentially just what remade games they would have made after six, but with, you know, now it, it wasn't. Let's take these characters and these levels you liked and kind of re reblend them. They made their own new game uh, that that followed the same mechanics. And there aren't many games you can do that with that you can't say would honestly be better now. Uh, I guess it took Mega Man Legends to prove that Mega Man needs to stay 2D and flat. So uh, I do want to say thanks again, Dave, for coming and uh, and filling in while Billy is out. Uh, you My are pleasure. on again Broken Glasses Gaming YouTube channel. Uh, I believe you also have uh, uh, several other things you're you're doing. Uh, yeah, I have a podcast that I do from time to time. It's not on the rigid scales that uh, you guys have. It's uh, called Cloud of Judgment, where it's kind of the same thing as this. Only we take me and a bunch of people take things in media comic books, video games, movies, and see if they, the ones that are like the highest of the highest standards, the best of the best that are uh, so on, so uh, so called, and see if they uh, hold up 
for instance, uh, we just did the death of Superman not too long ago. And I usually try to get someone that's never read, played or watched the, the, the uh, media so he could look at it with fresh eyes. And uh, yeah, we did the death of Superman. We've done the movie Aliens. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is on there. That was our first episode. Um, it's interesting to see that with someone taking it in for the first time, uh, their thoughts on it. And uh, I also write for Preternia.com. It's an action figure site if you're into that. So, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you very much. And hopefully Billy will be back uh, next episode. We're going to go back to a system that I'm determined to find a game that these guys like. We're going to go back to the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, but this time also for a game style we haven't really touched on since General Chaos strategy games. We're going to do Military Madness for the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, in the next two weeks. But until then, please check us out on Retrovania.net. There's actually a new video coming up for Super C for the uh, the NES uh, that Jeremy worked on. Uh, also follow us on Twitter at Retrovania.net, on Facebook at Retrovania.net, and we will see you next time. Now, I when I was uh, when Billy said he wasn't gonna let me try that again without mumbling over my face.